Hey, welcome back to H4TT, the podcast. You know what that is. Hope for today's tomorrow. Here it is our goal, honor, and joy to share and spread the hope of Jesus Christ with you guys. Tomorrow's church today. My name is Alec. I will be your host for today as always. And guys, the goal of this is to help you in your life as a leader, both inside and outside the church. To by giving you wisdom, knowledge, sharing experiences, tools, resources to further your walk as a leader so you're prepared for the next generation. Today we're getting to day three of this 40-day series on a purpose-driven life. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. This has a great message behind it, and I'm so stoked to get into it with you guys. So without further ado, guys, we can get right into it. So let's get it. You guys are listening to this episode on anchor.fm. So far, I've talked about this throughout all of my episodes. And uh, even though you might be listening to this through Spotify or whatever you're listening to this through, this was originally posted and shared and promoted through what's called Anchor.fm. Now, Anchor.fm... Um, is also an app that's free to download and to use on iOS and on Android. Or you can go to anchor.fm. That's the whole URL, and you can get started podcasting today. So without further ado, guys, we're going to get into the episode. I'll leave a link in the description to the Anchor website, and let's get into it. I am so excited to get into today because I know for a fact that this is going to benefit somebody. And who knows, maybe that somebody is you. Today's topic is all about what drives your life. And it's actually the mess, it's actually the name of the title of the chapter we're going over today. Oh man, does this chapter just dig into the possibilities dig into all of the possibilities actually of what might be driving your life and this chapter was very impactful for me and my hope and my prayer is that it would be very impactful for you as well so without further ado we're gonna get right into it now this chapter starts off with a verse from ecclesiastes 4 verse 4 and you for the past few days We've been using the contemporary English version, or the C-E-V, and this is one version of the Bible. But we're going to get right into the English Standard Version, which is what we always go with on this podcast. And it says, Then I saw all that I have toiled, the skill of work that came from a man's envy for his neighbor. This also is a vanity and a striving after the wind. Ecclesiastes 4 verse 4. Now let's unpack that for a second. What does that mean? It means that in the end, it was vanity. Now what does the word vanity mean? It means meaningless. It means that in the end, nothing. I was muted the entire time. Ain't that great. What does vanity mean? It means that in the end, 
this was meaningless. And you'll see vanity a lot if you go to Ecclesiastes 1, verse 2. Specifically in the ESV version. And I will tell you that as a poet, I've written poems about vanity and meaningless. And what does it mean to live empty with envy? And I'm going to be honest, it comes out dark, depressing, and sad. And it, no matter how I approach it, it's definitely something that I would not want. To, it's definitely something that I would not want to live with or any way that I'd want to live. It'd be kind of like a living hell for me. But without further ado, we're going to get into the actual text. Now, he starts off really strong, like he always does. He start, starts off by saying that everyone is driven by something. You can't argue it. Someone is always, every person is driven by something in their life. And in this chapter, it really digs into what's, so what's driving you? What's driving your life? What I like about Rick Warren is that he's a straight shooter. He doesn't beat around the bush. And I, I gotta be honest, I respect that, especially as a writer, and especially as a writer who talks about something so important. Now, he also gives us a general definition of the word drive, which means to guide, to control, or to direct. And honestly, when using words as powerful as control and direct, I definitely don't want something that's going to lead me down the wrong path. So we need to be able to, at the end of, the, of our lives, look back at our at what we did in, in our life and go, I was driven by what made me happy and what, in the end, made sense. Now, this chapter gets into the fact that that's God. That's it. That's that's the end goal here, because even though, yes, you may live 100 years, that's nothing compared to living for the hope of eternity, which lasts literally forever. And so I really, appre I really appreciate the fact that he used those words. Why? Because it really shows that this is an important thing to think about. Now, there are some things that people are driven by, a painful memory, uh, a haunting fear, and even an unconscious belief. Things like, I'm not enough, or I am not worthy, or I am not ready, and this list goes on and on and on. Now, Rick tells us, that there are hundreds of possibility of possibilities and circumstances that can drive a person. But then he goes to say, no, there are five main ones. The first one, driven by guilt. This is one that I struggle with. To be driven by guilt means that you are driven by a memory that haunts you. The past can be a very powerful ally, but it can also be your worst enemy when living out your life. Oftentimes, people who are driven by their past are unconsciously sabotaging their own success. He even uses the example of Cain 
from Genesis 4, and it says how the mistakes of his past disconnected himself from the presence of God. That's Genesis 4.12. But he also tells us that God is so big that he isn't limited by what we do in our past. So, and that's one thing of someone who's driven by guilt is that we seem to just limit what God is and what his character is and what could possibly happen if I truly lived for God. So that's one of them. Another one is a person who is driven by anger or contempt. Now, every single person that is listening has been wronged by someone in the past. However, not all of us have really let go of what that person did. And if we put ourselves in the shoes of whoever wronged you, I guarantee you they have moved on with their life. You don't owe them anything. So live for yourself and for your God in the present, and stop living for yourself or for your God in the past. The third thing that it talks about is someone who lives out of fear, who is driven by fear, and this is the most terrifying of them all. And this is, and no, that was not a pun that I tried to make. What this means is that somebody likes to play it safe. They don't really want to chase their goals, aspirations, dreams. They want to play it safe because of the fear of what could possibly happen. I don't know if you've heard of the term of, of the term FOMO, but it's the fear of missing out. F-O-M-O. And that's definitely something I struggle with too. Now the fourth kind of a person is someone who's driven by materialism. And now there's this lie out there that tells us that we can have a better life if we have more stuff in our life. And that's also a lie. Guess what? All the stuff that you have here on earth, none of it's going to heaven with you. None of, it's, none of it goes with you once you die. It stays here on earth. And whether it's a thousand or a million years from now, this earth will melt away. And so will the things that you built up in your life. Last kind of a person is driven by approval. I'm starting to think that this book likes to beat me up a little bit because this is definitely something that I struggle with too. And unfortunately, I know in my heart that I don't need approval. And yet, here I am struggling to gain it. And now this can be this can be driven by you either not getting the attention you want by your parents or the attention that you wanted by your friends. But in the end, it's all about the fact that you feel like you need to compensate what you don't have with what you can get. Guys, in the end, we are all products of our past. We are all changed by our past, but it doesn't mean that we need to become chained by our past and prisoners of what happened in our past. We are not our past. We are who we are today. Remember that. And all of these things 
in the end, show us that we can be happy. Without God, there's no meaning. Without meaning, there is no purpose. And without purpose, what is the point? And that's, again, what it gets into today. That's today. That's today's reading, guys. So thank you so much for joining me. I'm so excited to do this. I'm looking forward to day four. And if you haven't already, please go follow me on social media. Go buy the book and go check out what Rick is doing today. I leave all. I will leave all of these links in the description. So without further ado, guys, remember to stay awesome, stay aware, and with, above all else, stay awesome.